Empowered Hour with Empowered Living Inc. It is your girl, Athena and Renata. Look at her being all on point. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm by you so I can hit you. <laughs> You're by you so you can actually tell me. I'm so proud of her, y'all. Oh. I'm just, oh, it's just so exciting. So, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It, 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 Post Mother's Day, yeah, yeah. What did I do yesterday for Mother's Day? My daughter left me alone, so that was great. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I asked for peace and quiet for Mother's Day, so that's what I got. How about you? How was your Mother's Day with your mama? Um, it was good. Just spent it with my family per usual. So, uh, over my grandma's, and we we had ribs and chicken and and a bunch of good stuff. She don't ever bring me no plates, so that's okay. Uh, sometimes there are no places to be brought. You can bring me a half a bone. It's okay. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to get a bone. I'm going to ask Miss, 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 uh, I can't say her name out loud. No, you can't. <laughs> I was about to say it. No, I mean, I don't say names. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I just call her Big Mama. Well, big Mama. I can't ask Big Mama for no place. Can't call her that because we have one. <laughs> I know. Well, I'll just say it. I, I my, uh, my family member. My grandmother. Your matriarch. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so we have a special guest on our show today, and we're gonna we're going. I think we're gonna have a combination of talk because you know when we get together, it just turns out to be a full fledged girl talk type of situation. We did have a subject matter in mind, especially about grief and loss, because we know a lot of people are grieving right now, especially um, with Mother's Day. is always a reminder of when your mom's gone and, of course, thinking of all the things you've lost. So I will let our special guest introduce herself because I don't know if she wanted to say her name or not, but if she do, I'll let her have that freedom to say her name. But <clears throat> special guest, how you doing? <laughs> you got to talk, no? <laughs> well, my name is Charlotte L. Brown. I'm an author, uh, mother of four. Beautiful children. I'm a graphic designer. I uh, just love working with uh, people in the community, especially women of domestic violence and sexual assault. Uh, just love to empower and encourage and lift uh, people like me going through struggles and, and hardships and whatnot. But uh, that's a little bit about me. So she's being super modest because Charlotte right. does, like, everything. Mm. <laughs> like, okay, so if y'all have ever seen on our page anything about um, Me Too Chronicles, um, the board game that teaches these young people about good touch, bad touch, uh, basically my body is my body, um, anything like that, Charlotte is one of the brainchild children, children behind that. Um and she does a lot for the community. She has definitely, she's one of my people I refer to as a phoenix because she's rose from a lot of different things that's gone on in her, her life, and she comes out all shiny and new. And uh, I uh, appreciate our friendship because, you know, we call each other. <laughs> we go have Starbucks. I got her addicted to Starbucks somehow. And I don't even go to Starbucks that much, but I got her addicted to Starbucks somehow. But <laughs> <laughs> The one, the couple times I've had gone. Yeah, that's what it was. 
that that would get you in there. Because when I had that Bible, you're like, Charlotte, you know, let's, uh, we, we meeting? Okay, well, let's go ahead and go Starbucks. Go ahead and start, okay, let's go Starbucks. Now it's turning into when, she, when, she, when we talk about me, she's like, you want to go get some coffee? You want to go get some tea? <laughs> so we're going to have to um, go to Starbucks. Actually, we take you to tease me. Have you been to tease me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know you had a partnership with them, too. Why am I asking that dumb question? Because I forgot you had. She had a partnership with everybody. She had a partnership with them. Make and sure she do. She do it all. Everything. She's a one-stop shop. Solid. The one-stop shop. You know. But. Um, the making woman. Yeah, you know what? There's nothing wrong with having multiple streams. <laughs> She's yeah, definitely a Jamaican. She's Jamaican. She's got 12 jobs. 12 jobs. 12 jobs. But. <laughs> So, um, works. right, and, and clearly all of them working. <laughs> you always busy. It, it, it's hard to catch you, and you got a daytime now. So it's like, look, how, when do you sleep? That's a good question. Mm. I guess entrepreneurs never sleep because I see all the memes and the mm. entrepreneurs You're creating in your, in your sleep. Yeah, wake yeah. up doing something. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I think I need to get up and. Start drafting it out. Just come, just come in the middle in, in your sleep, uh, you know, just a thought, uh, some type of design. Uh, uh, I try to jump up and get it done before I forget it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you don't sleep. That's the no, I, don't, don't sleep. I, I need to learn that next. I don't sleep well when I do sleep, but then when I don't sleep, I still don't get up and go do nothing. So I just oh. think about it in my head and be like, okay. When you feel like you're not this position, then you can go do that. Well, they say you if you well, it depends. They say if you're not, you know, if you can't sleep, do something productive. Mm-hmm. You know, so, right? Might wear you out and make you sleepy. Go back. <laughs> that don't work too well for me. If I'm up, I'm just already up. Because <laughs> people be like, uh, what they say to me? You just wake up and you can't go back to sleep. I'm like, no, I've mm-hmm. never been able to. Wake up at five in the morning and go right back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Other people who have had that that blessing of a life, I don't know how they do it, but I wish I could. Who can fall asleep anywhere? I can't. This man came into the dentist office the other day. Literally, he said, "Well, I thought I said she's running a little bit behind, but she'll get you back in just a few." He's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna take a nap." Literally, sat down, was sleep, and I was like, "How?" How do you do that? Just immediately shut off. Yeah, in a public place. And he's like, all right, listen. I'm in a, I mean, but, of course, nobody was in the waiting room. But he was like, he just got into position. It was out. And then people came in the door, went out the door. He flinched a little bit, but he didn't move. I was like, how do people do that? I want to learn that skill. So if anybody listening by way of radio can teach me that, I will almost pay you. But I don't know if I'll pay you because what if it don't work? But anyway. We'll go back to that. But. I think on a trip I went to, uh, when you go, uh, I went to Mexico or Jamaica, and uh, I was with my pastor. That's when I noticed it. But I slept everywhere we went. It could have been the, uh, depart- a, a store. It could have been a restaurant. Really? I, I went all that water or the travel or maybe jet lag. I don't know what it was. But uh, another trip I went to, we was on uh, at Miami uh, South. What's the South Beach? South Beach, yeah. South Beach, yeah. And, and uh, we went to one of those uh, night nightclubs, and I was I laid up against the speaker and just went to sleep. Against the speaker, though? Because that would have been really loud. Uh, speaker. <laughs> I was I I was 
I really, I didn't want to, I didn't want to just like, I mean, they wanted to party and do, I was just like, I would like to just go back to bed, but I wanted to hang out because we were there. We was waiting. Uh, we stayed uh, one night before we caught our, uh, a uh, trip to, uh, we was, we was catch, catching a cruise. And so we stayed one night in Miami and I just wanted to hang out, but <laughs> I guess my body was like, no. <laughs> and they found me laid up against a speaker. And you know those are big speakers in the club. Yeah, they're huge. I was oh, that's like, how <laughs> I can't even fall asleep in a, in a noisy car good, let alone a head next to And you know they got a vibrate and like, boom. Right. Well, I, I thought that too, with that, with a, but it didn't, I was, I think to relax, just being relaxed. Yeah. Like yeah. totally relaxed. Yeah. I had to, I just, but I did it uh, when I was on the cruise. I did the same thing. Fell asleep everywhere. Yeah, and and I, you know, I I wish I had that knack to do it, and I, I just don't. I know Renata, she falls asleep all the time. I don't fall asleep everywhere though. Stop <laughs> acting like I do. What happened? I I don't fall asleep everywhere. <laughs> Where have we like? I don't I fall asleep. Listen, I don't like that. I don't. I listen. I don't. I, I don't know. Just because you don't need everybody else to do. Listen, listen. I just got. But anyway, fine, fine, Renata. Um, so I guess we could get back, get on the subject, I guess. So <laughs> what brought all this up? Because um, so originally we thought, you know, talking about grief and things, and I know we've talked about it before, but there's a lot of people, like I said, grieving right now. Um, and grief doesn't always have to be about somebody passing, and I know you have heard us say this a lot, um, but what brought it up for me was this past week I was talking to my therapist because I said, no, I go to therapy. I'm not going to tell you to go if I ain't going to do it myself. And um, right now, you know, this time of year, because it's the first time without my grandmother, so and she was like my mother, um, even though she didn't give birth to me. But going through the first Mother's Day without her, I've been really agitated and really irritable and really, like, on 10, I can tell I am. Most of the time I just stay quiet because I feel like that. And, of course, I have to recognize I'm going through stages of grief. But she, you know, my therapist brought up and made me remember that I was actually grieving more than my grandmother not being here. I'm grieving the fact that I don't have a relationship with the the woman who actually gave birth to me. Yes, she's still alive. I get that question so many times from people. They're like, your mother, the person who gave birth to you, still alive? Yes, she's still alive. Do we have a relationship? No, we don't. And so my therapist was saying that I need to get to the point where I'm actually going to, for real, for real, grieve the fact that I don't have a relationship with my mother and get over the, you know, not get over it, but come to terms with the fact that I may never have that and being able to move forward in my life, not still holding on to that. So, as we all know, we're not as a licensed therapist, and uh, she got a whole degree in that. So, <laughs> for, for a whole, not a piece, a whole, whole entire <laughs> entirety, in, in a whole the, and a half a PhD. Uh, her, 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 whole, 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 whole. We're not, if you see people like myself, and, and Charlotte, you can share as much as you want as far as what you're grieving right now, but if you were have people like us to come to you, especially right now, what would you, what piece of advice would you give people like us who are grieving things that are not gone, um, not gone in a spiritual and physical realm, but what advice would you give us to help us process this grief? Because, you know, for me, I hear it, and I, you know, I 
been told several times, but actually doing it is a totally different thing. So what step? Like, what's step one? Is there a step one? Um, so this is not an easy question to answer. Um, and I say that just because grief looks different for everyone. And so, you know, there are the, the five stages of grief, and I can never remember them off the top. <laughs> I know a couple. It's bargaining, acceptance, anger, depression. What is the second one? It's always the one that I always forget. It'll come back to me later. Yeah, I always um, but essentially, you some say that with grief, you never fully grieve. It's, it ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of maybe get to a certain level, and then you're good, and so on and so forth. So, like, uh, as a personal example, I have an uncle that died. A month after I got married, actually, my wedding photos were in his obituary. Actually, my wedding photos have been in a few people's obituary, which is kind of creepy, but that's neither here nor there. But for the most part, I feel like we, we grieve that. And um, those that kind of know the story, his death was just kind of compounded mm-hmm. um, just because he – we. He had cancer, was a cancer survivor, but had an aneurysm. And we were supposed to go out of town that week to go. My family is not from here. Um, so we were supposed to go back to where my family's from. And so he died at the hospital. So that made it complicated. Then the funeral home that had him caught on fire the night before we buried him. So, like, it was just, it was a whole lot. Wow. So the joke in our family is he couldn't just be regular when he died. He had to go out with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, if you know him, he was just, just a really awesome guy. Um, but I, for the most part, I feel like I've, I've grieved that death. Um, but every once in a while, something will happen, and it'll make me think of him, and I kind of get a little sad, um, like the fact that my nephews won't ever get to meet him. And one, when he dances, he reminds us of, of that uncle. Um, so just, you know, little things. You know, you might smell something that make you think of that person um, or what have you. And even when someone doesn't die. Um, so as I've shared before, I'm divorced. So there are things that remind me of my ex-husband. Now I don't, my grief, that, that grieving process looks a lot different now versus when we first divorced because um, that was a, a whole disaster during that time. Mm-hmm. But it looks different now. So like now, yeah, I might, something may make me think of, oh, we had good time together. We did this, we did that. So I might be sad for a little bit, but, you know, I can move on and, and so on and so forth. So it's going to look different depending on what the loss is. So it could be a person. It could be a job. It could be empty nesters. It can be um, freedom. And not necessarily because you got locked up. It could be for other reasons why you don't have freedom. Um, Peace of mind. Sometimes you lose your peace of mind, and that's a whole process in itself. So it can can look different. I think a big part of it is just kind of acknowledging um, that you're grieving. And then kind of whatever the necessary steps are, kind of taking it from there. Um, for some people, it's, it might be forgiveness. Um, for some people, it might be just um, kind of coming to terms with this was an expectation that I had, and now I kind of need to let go of that expectation. I think a lot of times, and kind of similar to the situation that you were talking about with not having a relationship with that parent, I think a lot of times we forget that we have to grieve the expectation of our parents being something that they weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily have the best relationship with my father, um, but I had to grieve that my father, and I think in my head, I wanted my dad to be like Cliff Huxtable in the past <laughs> show. I think we all wanted that kind of dad. 
that was not my father. So I had to let go of the fact that Mm -hmm. my father is not that expectation that I have. He is who he is. Mm -hmm. So either I can have a realistic expectation of him and accept him for who he is and then move accordingly, Mm -hmm. or I can be frustrated because I'm expecting him to do stuff that's just not in his character. I don't know if that answers the question. It does. I mean, for me, I'm still, you know, I've, I've, and see, for me, I don't know why it's so hard to let go of that. Um, well, I'm not going to say that. I do know why it's so hard for me not to let go of the idea of grieving my birth mother. Um, because I think for me, it's like so much little, little bitty nuggets and trauma. And every time I've ever tried, she's always dug a little deeper hole. And then for me, I'm like, you know, and I don't like, and I do know, like, even when you do your cleaning, cleaning out your closet uh, workshop, getting rid of that uh, extra baggage and, like, all of those things. And I'm trying not to blame her for things in my life anymore. And I'm just like, because I'm a whole grown person. Mm-hmm. And I can't, because I don't have a relationship with her. It's because it's my terms. I don't want to, because I already know it's going to turn to, a, it's going to backfire on me, because it always has. Um, but I guess for me, I'm just like, because I, grieve the fact that I don't have a father in my life years ago. And when I found out that he was dead, I was like, okay, so that really solidifies it. I can't know. What, why am I mad at somebody I never will know because they've been gone for a long time. So, you know, for me, it's like, I don't know what it is that's holding that piece in for me, like why I haven't fully let that go. But that's something I got to figure out. I don't know how to figure it out. But, I mean, what you said, of course, yes. I got to make some steps to do it, but I'm like, where? You know, like, where do you begin? But even with that, I think sometimes we have to remember kind of the why we hold on. Um, and when I say the why, um, in the workshop that you're referencing, one of the questions that I ask is how do you benefit? And so for some of us, we benefit because we get to hold on to a story. Uh, and I'm not saying this is specific to you. Sure, it may be, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, like, if, if my narrative is that I get to blame you, example, um, I realized I was really angry with my dad when I was in college. I, I don't even know what triggered it. And um, part of it was I was like, well, I didn't learn how to, you know, date certain guys because of my dad. You know how that is. When you got daddy issues, you feel like, I date horrible men because my dad wasn't there, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it kind of dawned on me that you just want to hold on to that story. The reality is your father is not standing there saying, hey, Renata, mess with him. Mm-hmm. He's not saying that. <laughs> That's my choice. Now, I see red flag and yellow ones. I choose to ignore them sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes you've got to take ownership on, no, that's, that's a contributing factor, but that's you made the bad choice. Not well, sometimes you want it. You want the, you, you have this idea of what you wanted in a relationship mm-hmm. so bad and that you just, you see, like you said, you see those warning signs, and they definitely come up when when the stuff hits the fan. Because it's like it was there, you just you just ignored it, and you just because you wanted that relationship so bad. Yeah. And it, it kind of at the time it outweighed the bad yeah. in your mind. You just like I just want to, or you just like I just want to get back to where what what was good. And you, even if you have a bad situation, there you just don't want to. You don't want to sit there and re- examine it. You just want to go back to the good stuff. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it was there for a reason. Yeah. Ignore it. Oh, 
Uh, can you just imagine, like, somebody waving the flag at you, like, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> That's how I wish it would come up like that. <laughs> like, be like, hello, no, but the red flag, you know, it's so enthralled and in, involved, and we'd be like, oh, it's it's going to be great, you know, and, oh, it's okay, I can change this person, because I know I've done that with my birther. I said, I'm going to love her to change and that does not work. So I have, I have a client that definitely says, I wish that when you met people, all their flaws were displayed. And then you get to decide whether you want to move forward. Mm-hmm. The challenge with that is that means your flaws are displayed. Right. <laughs> you know what? I would love for it to be displayed. So I'm like, so you can't say you didn't know what you were right. getting into before you entered into this. Yeah. Now, you can't say you didn't get one. Like in Jumanji, when they pushed the chest in the and the list come up that be all of our flaws. Mine might be a couple pages, you know, but I'm just saying, you knew before you got involved oh, I was a mess when you got that involved. I was a mess. And so I didn't tell you to accept my mess. I'm telling you that this is what you get. So you ch- choose to stay this a girl. what you get. Right, right. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break and get back into the discussion because I feel like Charlotte's revving up. She's about to have a whole Lila's knowledge to drop on us today. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back with more of the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living Inc. and Charlotte Brown. Stay tuned. Have you subscribed yet to the free bi-monthly digital interactive ego magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com to subscribe now. This magazine is all about supporting and showcasing excellence in communities everywhere. From music, arts and culture, relationships, education, politics, celebrities, food, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the buttons and social icons and you'll be taken to a whole other world behind the articles and ads. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone. And we hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support Ego Magazine. Track CBPD by Arulo. All right. So we're back from our little break here and we're chatting it up with Charlotte today. More about, we talk, well, kind of like what, Girl Talk and Grief kind of mixed in there because mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't want it to be all Debbie Downer because when people talk about grief, they often get sad. So I guess I have a question. Why is it that when we talk about grief, we always say it's, it's a sad thing? Why is that always the attribute that's attributed to grief? Mm-hmm. Grief is not always... Losing something is not always a bad thing. No, but I feel like whenever you, or maybe this is just something that's been ingrained in my head, is that when you're grieving something, you're losing something in a sad way. Mm-hmm. And so that's been beat into my head that grief equals sadness. And you're right. I mean, it doesn't always have to be a bad thing because, you know, somebody getting a divorce, could be a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people have had divorce parties <laughs> and had a good time. <laughs> or people who have become empty nesters have legit had parties because they're an empty nester and they've had a great time. So, I mean, but it's just been ingrained in my head. I don't know about you, Charlotte, but it's just definitely been ingrained in my head. Grief equals sadness. Mm-hmm. I mean, or even look at healing. Um, Restoration, uh, it could, uh, you know, you get, you accept it, you know, that 
this is this is what's what's going to happen, and this is how you're going to feel some pain. I say sometimes embrace it because it will help you heal, and and, and you know if if you embrace it in a healthy way, I would say, in in a healthy way because you know like they say, some people say it's okay to cry, you know, feel those feelings, just don't wallow in it, don't stay in, it, you know, feel it, you know, uh, do what you got to do to move on. You know, because sometimes we can ignore it and, and oh, there's nothing wrong with me, and it'll hit you down the road because you hadn't properly dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And that's the part. That's something you really got to be careful of is this ignoring that grief. Mm-hmm. Embrace it. Take the time to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then you get up and move on because, you know, there ain't no telling what's down the road. I've been there, you know. Um, I, there's, there's something, too, that... Uh, it's not talked about much. It's that, you know, you can go, I, I know it hit me, um, um, I was sad month of March, mm-hmm. uh, month of May, I'm sorry. Uh, well, what's this, April? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you do so yeah. much, you don't know what I, I, I was, I, But I was so sad. Um, and it hit me, um, the month of March is that when I left when I left my, my husband and, you know, you go through that grief and that, that like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. It's, it's gone. He's, we're, we're not going to be together anymore. And you, you're thinking you're okay because you didn't, you didn't move out of that situation. You, you, you've been in the survival mode, but your body is saying, hey, a year ago you were here and, you know, and, and, and you feel like, What's happening? I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I mean, I went to, like, I couldn't even shake this sadness. And I had to remind myself, oh, this is the anniversary of, or it could be, you know, a divorce or the death of your mom or the death of your uh, significant other, the death of whatever. And, you know, those months, you you feel that. You feel that. And, and a lot of people don't know. They don't really know that that's what's happening. Like, they just go through this this bad month, all oh, this I have forgotten. I've forgotten, like, like July is another bad month for me because that's when my mom died. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you'd be so busy and you, you go through these chains. I'm like, what is wrong with me? What is... And it hits you. Oh, this is the month my mom died, you know. Mm-hmm. And so what I've learned to do in those times is just, you know, take a moment to reflect. I don't – it's not as bad, like you said, it's not as bad when it first happened. But take a moment to reflect. Think about some good things. You know, not so much of the bad stuff. Just think about it and what was, what, you know, what could maybe move forward? What could you do to make it, make the situation, not make the situation better, but do something special if it, is, it depends on maybe if your mom liked macaroni or, or a steak, maybe treat yourself to a steak dinner. Just have a have a, a nice meal or, or a candle. Or if some people like light candles on anniversary. Do something to kind of just just kind of just reflect or maybe in remembrance of instead of just allowing that grief to just consume you and hurt you. Just find something good to do. You know, maybe something that she liked or he liked or. Um, I don't know about a divorce, but you go through a divorce. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I, I'm not trying to go revisit that. But maybe you know, I would say maybe uh, if it if it if it, if it hurts you so bad, just maybe reflect 
try to reflect on what was positive in the relationship mm-hmm. um, or what could you do to turn something uh, that was bad and to make it better for you in, in where you at now, you know, maybe. Like, for example, if a, say, if you, I don't mean I got in the front mode where I wasn't wearing uh, clothes. My clothes was all loose and or bummy looking, and I had to I had to start going and finding something nice to wear or pamper myself uh, because I said I'm not going to allow myself to let that relationship uh, bring me down. You know, where it just totally like I don't want to comb my hair no more. I don't want to. Uh, take a bath. Um, recently, I'm looking for a bath caddy. <laughs> so that's something I never did. Uh, you know, um, it's just really just sit in the tub uh, and just uh, light a candle. Uh, I'm even trying to put a little TV in the in in the little corner of my bathroom and um, uh, where you can put your little iPad and do some reading. Just soak. And just pamper yourself. Mm-hmm. Something you didn't do in that relationship because you were so busy taking care of him, mm-hmm. he wasn't taking care of you. So that's where I feel like I'm trying to turn a bad situation around and do something more uh, self care, self love. I'm looking for this bath caddy. So I, <laughs> I, I can tell you, my sister bought one, so I can, I'll find out where she got hers from, and I'll tell you where she got it from because she <laughs> she loves it. It's got uh, nooks and everything. So for a wine glass, you name it, it goes across the tub. I'll, I'll get you that information. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good point. I think um, it is easy to feel like it's the anniversary, you know, whatever, the month. So let me kind of sulk. Because without telling the story, short version, I found out on April Fool's Day that I and so for like a few years, April Fool's Day was not the best day for me. Because like then the next year, I think I had to buy a car, and it was super rent. Like I went in for a tra- uh, oil change and bought a car. Wasn't the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for a few years, April Fool's Day was just not a good day for me. So like I kind of had to say, well, no, just because negative things have happened on that day doesn't mean that the day is ruined. Mm-hmm. Or even in 2019, June and May and June were really, really difficult months for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last year I found myself, when it got closer to May, like getting a little anxious. But it's like, well, no, you're not in that same situation. So don't give that much power to that thought or situation. Just kind of redefine it. So you know, I'm a big advocate of dating yourself. So taking yourself mm-hmm. on a date. Um, and I did that actually the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm talking with a fan. I took myself out on a date. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. way too much on some cookies, but that's not the issue. Ten dollars on four cookies, man. That was good. Did they make you feel things? I put the crumble, so everybody kept talking about crumble. So I like, let me go. I mean, that was cool. That was good. Listen, no, no, no. I that was ten dollars. Yeah, for ten dollars, that cookie should not be. It, it was. I mean, it no. was good. It was good. location I'm with somebody else. <laughs> Wait, have you ever heard about the Yoni? What's the Yoni scene? 
empowerment or encouragement, um, you know, all is not lost. You know, we always think um, um, in that part, you know, we, the loss of our, uh, our virginity can be such a bad thing. And sometimes we just have to find a way to restore it on our own. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, on that note, we're gonna take our last question. But uh, listen, listen. I told y'all, if you're gonna say something, it's gonna spark something. So, uh, we'll be right back with uh, more of the empowered hour with empowered living. Because, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna have a good conversation today. So we'll be right back. Are there areas in your life that need healing? Consider Empower Living Inc. We are a therapeutic practice that meets the clients where they are. Call us at 317-969-5694 or visit us at www.empoweredlivinginc.net to see a list of the services we offer. Empowered Empowered Living Living Inc., a holistic approach to a better you. All right, so we're back with the last half of our hour. This this goes so fast. I thought it goes fast. It just... (laughs) goes and we'd be like oh what are we gonna talk about today and it goes so fast it just gets engulfed but um i think you you know you made a good point because you know like a lot of people do not grieve um losing their identity if it was especially if it was in a negative way mm-hmm. or if it was somebody that they learned later on that they probably shouldn't have um and i do you know commend you for your work with that because a lot of people don't like to do uh, the follow-up afterwards you know they kind of stick with you when you first experience the situation but it takes years a lot of times um to even get over the fact of you being um not even get over i keep saying it by accident but get um to process thank you to process the fact that you um either lost your identity or by molestation or you were molested by a loved one or you were or just the guilt of having sex before marriage, is yeah. that to say. Yeah, or even being raped by somebody that you put yourself in the room with in quotations. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's definitely a process and that people um I think that conversation has to be had more mm-hmm. because, you know, there's so many young ladies that you run in and men, young men too, mm-hmm. who um you run into who have not processed that mm-hmm. and the or the way that they're processing it is in a bad way they turn mm-hmm. into drugs they turn into mm-hmm. promiscuity and they're basically not dealing with what happened so i definitely commend you for for working mm-hmm. with people with that and we have to have find uh, healthy ways to heal ourselves and we store ourselves to 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 this like you say turn from prom- promiscuity or drugs or alcohol it doesn't. It may. It may be a quick fix, but it, it it's not the fix that you need to, to to totally restore yourself from a bad situation. You have to find the good thing. You know, I'm big on teas, and I'm big big on anything holistic. I'm pretty much big on, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and through the grace of God, that got me through a lot of uh, my bad encounters because. I, I wouldn't know what to do without Christ. I, I I wouldn't have been able to do this by myself. I didn't do it by myself, but I, but through His Spirit and friends and family and reading and teachings, uh, I just found ways to just restore. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not 100 percent there. I don't think anyone will ever uh, fully recover from something like that. But you can at least get to a better place than you. Mm-hmm. Well, and 
God will orchestrate. It's mm-hmm. amazing how like things kind of just fall in your lap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need them. Like, oh, okay. Good looking out. <laughs> yeah, because I can say that about people I've met because like I don't even remember how we met Charlotte, but I know that ever since we've known each other, we've basically kind of helped each other through different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just, you know, ironically, the same thing, like people are placed in your life and you're put in certain situations mm-hmm. and you're um, presented certain opportunities that sometimes you're like, well, why am I here? And, you know, and, and then it comes out like, aha, you know, like I know why I'm here. And I said that before, even with my daughter, um, because when she was born, of course, I was 18 years old, and it was like, why am I a mother at 18 years old? I mean, like, Lord, what in the world? Mm-hmm. And, but, and then by the time she got older, I finally realized that um, because my daughter's father's family are so family-oriented that in a weird roundabout way, I was placed in that family with that structure, because I could have easily been pregnant by somebody else in life. But for some reason, that's when Michaela, my baby, was conceived. It was in this family structure. And then since then, she's, what, 21 now, and over the last 21 years, I've had my aha moment, because that was the family that I had been longing for for the longest. Like, you know, they get together and do all kinds of stuff, and, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, my family does not do um, even when my grandmother was living because she wasn't able to do half the stuff. So it's like, you know, finally, and, and it took a while for me to get to that point where I was like, okay, you know, because at first I was mad at the world. Like, how did I get caught up yeah, yeah, <laughs> having yeah. a baby in 18? <laughs> blaming you, blaming the world. <laughs> and for myself being in a predicament. But, you know, going through those phases, and I was like, it didn't dawn on me. And, it's, of course, it wasn't probably meant to happen at the age it happened, but it happened at that age. And then from that, I had now have an extended family that's bigger, and they do stuff together, and they still include me, even though, you know, he's moved on and got a whole other family, wife, and everything else. But I'm still a part of the family because that's just how they are. So things happen. People mm-hmm. are placed for a reason, and it all happens in the divine plan. We do not know why, because mm-hmm. I show was questioning why am I a teenage mother? <laughs> you know, but it definitely has been revealed to me why. And now that I'm grown and and and, and she grown, and I can get my groove back and turn up and have my midlife crises, and can't wait to have them. <laughs> Yeah. Gonna, oh well, no, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it on the beach in Hawaii. We're gonna get. We're gonna go to Hawaii. We're gonna go to Hawaii and do it on the beach. We're gonna never part of the beach while y'all doing it. That's, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. But I'm listen. I'm going to have me a good old time steaming something. And I will probably do all kinds of stuff in Hawaii just because I want to go. So on that note. What do you mean on that note? No. I, 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 I didn't know she was seeing her, her, her. I said, I said that I'd ever be like, oh, man, that's something I really want to do. But out of all the stuff that I'd be willing to do, that's never been on the list. She will skydive before she will steamify. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be safe on the ground than be flying in the air talking about, woo, please, Lord, let the prayer should open. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I guess when you go down skydiving, do it with your legs open, get all that air rushed through. That'd be the same. Um, 
No, what I was going to say was. That's Well, yeah, it's Tom. That's a new thing. That's a new thing. Clap. Clap, Clap. Okay. Oh, you thought somebody was going to come up with it. Exactly. Be like, get a parachute with a hole in it. Get your butt in you. Get the car. I'm not even like that, girl. I'm, I'm not. Anyways, but bring it back because we don't have enough time to keep going less. <laughs> what I was going to say was, uh, like I asked earlier, grief and loss does not always have to be a negative thing. Um, just looking at 2020, I know that was a difficult year for a lot of people, but there were a lot of blessings in 2020. A lot of people kind of got themselves together mentally and emotionally. A lot of people got their finances together. Yes, because um, when you can't do nothing, you ain't spend money. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I can say personally, I paid my car off like seven months early. You know, you crazy. Yeah, crazy. You do stuff like that when it's like, well, <laughs> I go to Metro. So, <laughs> so I mean, I would say look, look for the blessings in the grief and loss because I think there are always blessings there. We just don't always recognize them or want to identify them as blessings. Um, and, and it may be something that you figure out much later in life. Right. It's, it's always a blessing. Because I still ain't figured out a couple of my grief and loss situations. Like, what was the blessing in this? Because the Lord had mercy. I've seen where if I've wallowed in it. That I could have missed my, missed out on my blessings mm-hmm. if I just wallowed it, or I went back to the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, it's 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 right here. It's like, wow, this is what I would have missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'll get there because I sure ain't found the blessing in a couple of them. Listen to this, yeah, but I mean, yeah. it'll be revealed eventually. Yeah. I mean, even going to my divorce, I never tell all my friends, I need more than a testimony out of this. My <laughs> friend was like, don't say it. You got it funny. I said, you're right. But I can see, I can now, because it's been several years, I can see how that was orchestrated and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and I still get along, but, you know, I can see. Do you? I'm kidding. Well, you know, <laughs> we're not like going to go kick it or nothing <laughs> so on that note this is what this is the end of the show it still goes so fast I swear it does so we're going to have to top it up with Charlotte another time because I mean she's going to always be a part of our I'm sure the, the kicking it crew because we're going to Hawaii so um, Hawaii. Hawaii so um, as usual stay tuned to our um, Facebook page Empowered Hours, Empowered Living Inc. Go to our, our actual website, www.empoweredlivinginc.net. If you want to listen to all the shows on Ego Entertainment, go to egoentertainmentnet.com, and you can check out uh, by clicking JQLM link to see uh, what all shows and the lineups, the times that come on, um, see all that. And then also, uh, we are almost with this book. I know we say this every week. Lord. That's another reason why we meet with y'all to figure out what uh, we could do here. So, but anyway, we will, our prayers that we will have at least pre-orders established by Juneteenth. So please be on the lookout for that newsletter to come out. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, please go to our website and click on there to add your email and sign up. So on that note, have a blessed week. Um, don't forget to grieve and let that stuff out and don't carry it. Amen. Um, <laughs> we will holler at y'all soon. Have a great week. Bye.